When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's October 18th, 1998, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. Thanks to kids' cartoons, ninjas have kind of become the good guys over the past few decades, or at least the non-malevolent guys. Think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Ninja Go Lego. But today in history in 1998, ninjas were definitely not being thought of as friendly when an outbreak of hysteria in Indonesia led to a massacre that has become known as the East Java Ninja Scare. Known but also not known. I mean, known very much in Indonesia... Not known to me. No. I mean, known maybe to people who are interested in weird events from the 90s, which I guess is what we're doing as well, really. But this is bigger than just a, oh, did you know this happened? The killings that were happening on this day in history and on the subsequent days far eclipse those at the height of the Salem witch hunt. Mm. When you say witch hunt, yeah. this should be the event you think of rather than the one in the crucible. Yeah. Yeah, Nicholas D. Kristoff, writing for the New York Times, painted a very evocative picture of just how wild this got. Uh, he wrote, Shrieking triumphantly and waving bloody sickles and knives, about 30 motorcyclists drove slowly through town in a victory celebration. Onlookers cheered and the atmosphere was half exultant like that of a carnival, but it was also half terrified because one of the motorcyclists was waving a bamboo stake on which was impaled the head of a young man. Yeah, so the background to this is the authoritarian president Suharto was forced out in May of that year after being in power for 31 years. And the country went into a period of transition that was known as the Reform Era, which is actually the era that continues to this day. And it's seen as a more open and liberal time for Indonesia with a push for a stronger democratic system and greater civilian rule. But sort of counterbalanced by the fact that the former military is still trying to retain their influence in the country. But the process uh, at least has resulted in a significant degree of freedom of speech, in contrast to the pervasive censorship under the Suharto regime. Yeah, and it turns out that when you remove a dictatorship that's lasted for decades, you end up with the general public who might be enthusiastic about having democracy, but the thing they haven't been able to say, it turns out, for all that time is, we still believe in black magic. We're massively superstitious. We want to kill anyone we think is out to get us. Right. Which, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's a slightly unpalatable argument as to why the dictatorship, like with any dictatorship in the 21st century, you could argue, is keeping certain elements under control. That's the thing that was unbottled in Indonesia in this year, wasn't it? Like mm. People weren't allowed to say that sort of thing under the dictatorship. Now people felt entitled to say, I'm a bit worried my neighbour is secretly a cat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this all took place in an area in East Java called Banyuwangi Regency. It's an area about the size of Norfolk. Now, East Java is one of the most staunchly Muslim areas of Indonesia. It was the first place where Islam took hold, 
But the fact that it was kind of an early adopter of Islam meant that this unique strain of the religion developed, which incorporated some of the previous indigenous beliefs, stuff like ancestor worship, shamans who are known as dukan, who can act as healers, exorcist mediums, and they can be practitioners of black magic or of good magic. And this part gets important later. Mm. So they are simultaneously respected and feared. So you do have Muslim clerics who also dabbled in a little bit of magic. And what we do know happened, because this story is very complicated to understand, it's very chaotic. But what we do know is that there was a spate of unexplained murders of Muslim clerics, and that is possibly to do with the political upheaval of the time. But the local press inflamed the tensions with these lurid accounts of clerics being attacked by packs of assassins dressed in black to the point that Islamic schools started forming guards to accompany their teachers to protect them from the ninjas. And the term ninja had been being used in Indonesia since 1995, initially to describe violence inflicted on independence activists in East Timor by these black-clad civilians who were supposedly in league with the police and the army. So this was sort of a thing. It was really inflamed into mass hysteria by the press. Yeah, but prior to this moment, the killing of the Dukan or these sorcerers, the sorcerers who were regarded as bad sorcerers, was very uncommon. Because the thing was that Dukan found themselves blamed for all of the personal or even societal wrongs within Indonesia, but they really largely weren't actually held accountable for it until this moment where there was just so much upheaval that people began to take the whole business into their own hands. And that's why you had this growing number of uh, of killings of these Dukan in July uh, in 1998 you, you, you had five and then by August there were 47 and by September you had 80 cases which some commentators started calling a bloodbath and that brings us up to date this moment where the people who were doing the killing the the so-called ninjas and there's still a great deal of uncertainty about who they were exactly and what their motivations were but they started to be targeted in return because the killing spread away from Dukan to just kind of people having it out against their neighbour who they had a grievance with. Yes, and I think that's the point, isn't it? You know, if you're finding this hard to follow and a little bit chaotic, it's because it was. And actually, the only facts that everyone can agree on is that some people murdered some Muslim leaders earlier in this year and that they were affiliated with Nadlatul Ulamo, who are the country's largest Islamic organisation. Everything else, the vengeance, the vigilante groups... The fear, the scapegoating, all of that just is like a massive snowball mm. that uh, gathered pace as a result of this series of deaths and then just became, by this point, complete chaos. Yeah, I think there is a good argument to be made that the murders of the clerics were politically motivated and that the fact that these, you know, these black clad people have been associated with persecuting independence activists in East Timor does imply that maybe they were working on behalf of the state, that they wanted to sort of kneecap this conservative Islamic party that wanted Indonesia to become an Islamic republic. And you could see that there would be lots of people who wouldn't be so keen on that idea. But those murders of the clerics ended in October. But the anti-ninja violence only got more and more bloody. It continued into 1999. So by this point, it had become completely divorced from the original issue. And it it was like, it's like anything, you know, you, you mentioned the Salem witch trials. And it's like all of these mass hysteria incidents, the most vulnerable people are the ones who end up being targeted. So, mm. you know, the, the mentally ill, drifters, the unemployed, you know, any stranger in town. And everything was just spiralling into paranoia. There were people who claimed they saw ninjas running at super speed, that they could climb impossibly high walls, they could fly through the air, they could even transform into cats. And the burden of proof, you know, it's like the witch trials in the sense of like, oh, if she sinks, she's a witch. If she floats, she's a witch. It's like, you know, <laughs> if you shine a light at someone 
and they vanish, that proves they're a sorcerer, i.e. run away when you're being pursued by a mob, right? That that <laughs> proves that you're a sorcerer. But also, a suspect's failure to disappear is also proof that you're a sorcerer because it might be that a Muslim leader is present and knows about the magic, at which point the sorcerer cannot use it. There was a really good bit of analysis by a guy called Jason Brown, who was an Australian academic, who wrote this essay based on his own fieldwork. And in it, he raises a whole lot of different theories about what might have been going on, including the idea that the elite outgoing politicians were trying to cultivate an instability in the country so as to discredit the incoming regime? Or was it an attempt to disrupt the, this major congress that was about to be mounted of Megawati Suganapitri's Democratic Party, you know, the incoming party? Or were the Dukan, these sorcerers, just kind of scapegoats in a carefully manipulated campaign that right. was either... And what did he find? These yeah. are the questions, yeah. So what's the answer? <laughs> he actually doesn't know. This is the thing, right? <laughs> I was also looking at another academic, this guy called Nicholas Herriman, who also went out there for years to study this. Um, and he also was like, is it because um, it was the grandchildren of members of the Communist Party who were wreaking vengeance on people that had killed their grandparents? Is it because the military were attempting to destabilise the regions? And he found, after years of talking to people, no conspiracy, mm. just a genuine fear of ninjas and a desire for social justice amongst people who were very superstitious. Quote, the people I spoke to were neither especially good nor bad, but were, as far as I could tell, normal. Yet they were also people who had thrust a sword up a sorcerer's vagina, dragged a sorcerer behind a truck, or set a sorcerer on fire. Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe the only sensible conclusion for why masses and masses of people were being killed in really quite horrific ways, as you describe, is... Fear of ninjas, like that, it, on some level, like ninjas are frightening. Far from the cartoon image of a ninja, the idea of someone coming at you at night with silent and deadly weapons and then slipping off before anyone can spot who did it, that's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, residents were forming their own roadblocks in their towns and they were conducting nighttime patrols to look out for suspected ninjas. And there was just so much going on and so many reasons for people to be paranoid and fearful. You also had a massive drought that was affecting crops in East Java. Most of Asia was in a really deep recession at this point. It was a time of real anxiety and instability. And then combine that with a region which has a culture which is already very receptive to superstition and the supernatural. Mm. And you can see how it is easy to think we need to find the people who are causing all of this misfortune. And add to all of those forces, of course, the machinations of the evil Shredder and his gang of foot henchmen. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a lot to be afraid of here. Tomorrow. If this had happened even on another children's programme of the era, it wouldn't have been so scandalous. Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.